perhaps too much. I am the last of my kind, as you are the last of yours, Doctor. That's why we have to survive. Both of us. Don't go. I must. But know this, Time Lord. You are not alone. Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl in the Podcast. And today we're talking about a third season from the new show, new rebirth uh, episode called Gridlock, which is written by (laughs) Russell T. Davis himself. I am Ken. Jeff. Annie. And before we get into gridlock, anything else that anyone wants to talk about? Any Doctor Who news? Any things that we're watching? I'm watching this Saint with Roger Moore, and it's on Peacock, all six seasons, even the movie. Really? Yeah. You just got to hunt for it because it's not like pops up on the front page thing. You have to like hunt for it. You got to hunt for the good stuff on Peacock because when you go on the front page, it's all the crap that nobody wants to watch, like the revitalization of Bike Court. Who cares? <laughs> or stuff I, like that. I Amazon Prime had the same a couple of years ago, and I tried watching a couple of episodes, and I found it boring. I was very surprised. I always wanted to watch that show. Maybe I'll give it another shot. But Yeah, I'm on the first season. I mean, I think the first four seasons are black and white, and then the last two are color. Yeah, I oh, thought I thought it was, it was all black and white. No, no. The, he had a couple color seasons, and then he becomes James Bond. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was supposed to be more of an action show. It's just more of like a... Like a it is. It, it wasn't it like, like the first episode like a couple, and then one gets killed, and then it's like he just sits there and goes... He just narrates the the show. He's yeah, that that's the pilot. The pilot was just like I'm like watching. It's boring. But then you get to the other seasons. Like one, he just uh, stopped the doc, a guy who's a, from killing another wife to collect the money that she has in her will. How many episodes do I have to go through, go through before it gets it more exciting? <laughs> <laughs> You're negative already. You haven't even seen. I know. Jeez. <laughs> Roger Moore. Uh, I mean, it, it's not Jerry Anderson. But do, do you okay. know? Do you know? A lot of people put down Roger Moore's James Bond. Do you know my favorite James Bond movies are probably Roger Moore movies? Really? Why? Yeah, I love Spy Who Loved Me. That's and, a good one because yeah, he actually yeah, wasn't a, a, was a goofball live, on it. Live and Let Die was really good. I mean, so you can. I mean, his later ones sucked, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing Moonraker in the theater. Yeah, that's oh, and as a kid, it impressed me, yeah, but yeah. seeing it again later, it's like, that what was I thinking? That is probably one of the worst Bond movies <laughs> of all time. No, I wouldn't go that far, but it, it, it does have some horrible. bad stuff. Oh, no, it's got God. Jaws. I like Jaws. And then it, Jaws falls in love. Which Jaws I thought was cute. And, and then yeah. Jaws becomes a good guy. And then, oh my God. And they're up in space. I'm like, oh my God. My favorite scene is when the pigeon... Does a double take and looks at when James Bond comes out of the water. Yeah, it, it, it gets silly. There's a lot of some you, dumb stuff. I thought stuff Four Your Eyes it. Only was pretty good too. Yeah, because they played it straight yeah. for the most part, except for the hockey scene. And View to a Kill. Anyways, um, wow, we're way off topic. <laughs> what else? What else have you, have you been watching or reading or doing something, Annie, with um, anything else or? 
Not nothing since the last time I mentioned stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I listen to the uh, audio adventures when I'm riding my exercise bike in the morning. So yeah. catching up on those. Yeah, I should be riding an exercise bike too. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I, I went to uh, I I went to I went to Disney last August, and the amount of walking that we did since then, I have probably walked the total not even the one day at uh, Disney, because I I literally stopped walking anywhere. I've been, you know, it's just ridiculous the amount of of inactivity that I've done. I walk downstairs do my work from home and then <laughs> walk around the house and that's it. It's mm-hmm. I, I got to get back out there and I and move around. I Mount Tom yes, last Sunday and I couldn't believe how bad my cardio was. It was horrible. I was like climbing up and I was like, hey, I got to stop. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was bad. I watched but you movie. did it. Yeah, I did do it because I'm, now I'm training to, to climb Mount Washington in June. Seriously? Yeah, we had to climb it. Wow. So it's been nice knowing you, Jeff. So I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I watched a movie called Skidamarink. Anyone hear of it? Nope. No. Okay. It's a, it's an experimental horror film. It just, I think, I don't know if it was in the th- a theater just recently. I saw it on um, something. And um, it's very interesting because it, it captures horror from a child's point of view. And it's a lot, pe- most people are going to watch it and they're going to go, oh my God, this is really boring. But it shows for, you can watch for five or 10 minutes, just a TV. It takes place like it, it, a little bit back in time, like in the, I think it's the eighties or nineties or something like that. But, and it's just like quiet. There's still, it, it's really weird. If you want to look at the trailer, there's also a, a, a short called heck on YouTube that, um, sort of was what the filmmakers made and then they made the full thing but it's it has some creepy elements to it but anyways um it's not it's kind of creepy it's not something that you after you watch it you're like shivering a little bit but anyways so anyways speaking of that gridlock (sighs) guys still awake deep side jeff it's okay. The only thing that saves it is David Tennant's in it. I loved Gridlock. <laughs> really? Oh, come on. The stupid macro <laughs> on the bottom. Oh, let's bring the macro in. Oh, I didn't like the macro. Why didn't you like the macro? I thought it was an interesting throwback. It was like the first throwback. They could have used any type of creature. They didn't have to bring back the macro for that. Unless it was a race well, The macro breathes gas. That's how they eat. Yeah. Unless it was they a rights issue that they had to use the macro or they would lose the rights to the macro or something. I don't know. Oh, I hadn't heard that. No, I'm just wondering if that's one of the reasons oh. why they used it. Um, so forget about the macro for a second. Um, okay. I thought this episode was really good. I like the, the, the idea. And again, this is the how you do sort of sort of like a parallel to what's going on in the real world when you go to the cities and stuff like that you do get gridlock you do get a lot of traffic and it represents the way society's mentality is where everyone just kind of follows along like you know they they get into their cars and they accept their situation they're in the cars and they're and, and as the doctor's going from vehicle to vehicle each vehicle sort of represents the character 
like he goes in and one character is dressed in white and his whole back uh, car is like really pristine and everything. And he goes to someone else's and it looks, they look like little houses, like the old, the old women and the rest of the, the interior looks like them. It's like, mm-hmm. it's pretty neat. I like how I and like the British the, guy with the, the tea machine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I thought that was cute. Yeah. And, um, at the beginning, we see the the American Gothic couple there that look like from that art from that artist drawing um, painting American Gothic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the guy that would have a you know that famous art thing. That you mean the two farmers? What yeah. is it? Uh, it's called American Gothic. Yeah. Well, I think it's called American Gothic. Is the name? It of is. The painting. Yeah, and they have a couple that look just like them or whatever, which I thought was kind of funny, but. Um, but I just love the idea that it reminded me of, of something that's this is something that like Douglas Adams would have come up with where it's just a clever twist on the whole, you know, here's a, a bunch of people in cars and they're all trying to get down to the fast lane. But little do they know that if they go to the fast lane, they're going to get killed. Mm-hmm. But everyone and, and they've been living in these things for years, 20 years or whatever. And I just found it. I just found that whole format fascinating. I just, I ate it up when I first watched this episode. Didn't the, like the cat guy, the cat guy and his wife, didn't it take them like 10 years to go five miles or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the doctor's like, what? What? And he's all shocked about it. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, we've made a lot of progress now. We just went 10 feet. I just love that because the people are just accepting of their situation and the doctor's just like, how ludicrous is this? And, and, and then they you, sing the, and it, they sing the hymn and all that. And yeah. And, and, and then if you get thir- you, you, they kidnap, uh, uh, Martha and now they can, now they can get into the fast lane cause you need to have three people in your vehicle to do that or whatever, mm-hmm. which is just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it, it's the same thing that happens in, you know, it, it's the same thing. If you want to use the, lane. Yeah. HOV lane, you need two. Yeah. Well, and there's always people that get stopped that have mannequins in the car. Yes. <laughs> Especially down in Long Island. They have uh, mannequins in the car and they get stopped for illegally driving in the HOV lane. <laughs> so. I, I got a little bit more out of this episode this time because the um, uh, um, the, the cat guy, um, was it, uh, what's his name? Uh, I have two the names guy from here. Father Ted. Yeah, he's from Father Ted, which I hadn't seen when I first watched this, but I love Father Ted. So he was, I recognize he his voice. He is. There's Ardell. Uh, Ardell O'Hanlon. O'Hanlon. And he plays Thomas Kincaid Brannigan in this. And um, <laughs> I, I kind of got a little bit more out of that, but I like, I like the cast in this. I love the, um, oh, and then Lenora Krishlau. Um, was in the um, she's one of them that kidnapped Martha, I think. Yes, and she's teen. She, and yep, and she was she's uh, she played Annie Sawyer in Being Human, which was a great show. I really loved Being the yeah. British one, the, the British, British one, one yes. yeah, because yeah. the American one was uh, it didn't translate as well, yeah. No. She was, I think she was the ghost, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. she was the ghost. That was good. Um, 
And then we mentioned in the last review that we did, right at the beginning, the Dr. Martha show up and all these food court things open up and they're all like, <laughs> Except they're selling drugs this time. Drugs, yeah. Yeah, and I like how they have these little patches and stuff. And of course, there's one patch that's, um, that calms you down or whatever. And, and For, I won't forget. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the idea that why is Martha being kidnapped? Well, that's because they want to get into the fast lane. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of genius. I mean, you think about it, it's just kind of, you, you know, I don't know. I just kind of, I kind of like that. Um, and then the, the, I thought the story was really sci-fi and I liked how it was set up. And then it gets totally derailed by the freaking face of Bo. Why do you feel that derailed it? Because I thought it made sense. And I thought the face of Bo has been such a constant through the series up to that point. I yeah. thought that was a way, interesting way to sense. bring him in. I, I, I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of face of Bo. It was, he was a throwaway character in End of World where it was like, oh, wow, that's really strange. And now he's Captain Jack because Captain Jack well, is in the episode where the master comes back. So that he would know that the master comes back when he sees the doctor in gridlock and tell him he's not alone. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a little hint here, Jeff. I don't, I, uh, Captain Jack being face of Bo to me is not canon. Anyways, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't accept it. Yeah, he is. He's, he's nope. the face of Bo. Nope. Yep. Just like yep. I don't accept Orphan 55 as being a real episode. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I have declared that it's not canon. Um, Alrighty then. <laughs> but it works. I mean, no, it doesn't. It, it does. doesn't make, it, it does not make Even the actors sense. liked it. They said when they saw the script, they're like, oh, my God. So, OK, everybody liked it except for Ken. Yes. yes. Well, no, I doubt <laughs> that. It made no sense. It was a stupid Russell Davis. OK, anyways. So this episode, we don't learn about that, thankfully. Um, the face of both thing just seemed to it, it seemed like the story was going along really well. And then we brought in a. One of the things that I wasn't a big fan of the first season and, and ongoing seasons with Russell T. Davis is he had to have a level of continuity for his big finish. Bad Wolf was mentioned many times. Mm -hmm. And this was part of the part of the um, whole you are not alone thing. And every time we got a glimpse of that, like someone would turn to the doctor all of a sudden and say, you're not alone, and then step a walk away. I felt that that was just Russell T. Davis. I didn't think it fit. It he will knock four times. <laughs> that, yeah. Now, in this episode, it, was, it wasn't bad. It, it, it made sense because, but it, it just was like, oh, I got a message. Well, you just happen to be on this planet, blah, blah, blah. And, um... The, the message seemed obvious to me. You are not alone or whatever, but it just, I, I didn't like when shows did that. The episode um, Midnight, where I thought it was one of the best episodes, the doctor's on the thing, and we see a, the computer screen in the background, and Rose shows up for a second. I hated that because it, it just interrupted this the flow of the episode. And everyone's mm -hmm. like, after that episode Midnight, everyone was talking about the Rose thing, and I'm like, Okay, so then you, you're going to ignore a really good episode and talk about stupid rows on the screen. And I just, I hate when they do stuff like that, where they just interrupt the story and they have, you know, someone just turn and say, oh, doctor, I know who you are. It, 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 I just hated that. And this is an example of that. But 
it's not as bad as some of them. But, I was going to say, I thought it fit in the episode. Yeah. It's not as egregious as it could be. You're right. You're right. It, yeah. it just still, I had to, I had to throw Which it. makes sense that he's Captain Jack because he was there. Can you stop matching that? Because that hasn't <laughs> happened yet, okay? <laughs> Captain Jack. Um, how can a cat person and a human um, give birth to, to real kittens? I don't know. That was kind of troubling to me, too. <laughs> well, it's just like, never mind. Yeah. It seemed a convenience. I can't really see it biologically working unless there's something else going on that we don't know about. Well, yeah. it is way in the future. Okay. And it's a big Captain, stretch. And maybe it's, you know, it's a big stretch like Captain Jack and Face of Boat. So, um, you know, going back to the whole gridlock thing, and I love how every car has sort of like, it looks like the people that are there and stuff like that. And they've just accepted their thing and they're like, oh, we get to move forward. All of them are sitting at the, at the steering wheel, like ready to go for 12 years. They're just ready to go. And they're honking. Honk, honk, honk. <laughs> and it's like, I was thinking about it. Every time you go into New York City, as soon as the light turns green, you hear honk, 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 honk. It's just the, the ludicrousy of people honking in, in a situation where you, you don't need to is ridiculous. And I just thought that was funny. I just love that. Yeah, like the guy is five cars back, the, you know, he's honking. And I'm like, what are you going to do, drive through four cars to get through the green light faster? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love how the doctor sort of mentions the obvious, like there's been no official vehicles. And we find out that the whole planet is basically dead. And the only people that are alive are still in these vehicles. Yeah, because there's a lady that's a car spotter. And he says, you've never seen one police officer or a car, no ambulance, no nothing. And she's like, nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just really, really like that. I, I like, you know, all the exits are closed so that they stay on the highway. And they're, you know, it's just, you know, it's just the, it shows off the, some of the ridiculousness of the, of, of city driving, basically. But it, it, it takes it to the end degree in this episode, which was pretty cool. They should have had somebody get road rage and like yeah. wave the people on and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> I, I um I didn't think that the macro CG was really that good. The macro were a lot bigger, and when the the little cars driving around and they're trying to grab them, I thought the animation wasn't quite as good. I wish the macro weren't as big. It would, I think it would have been scarier if they were closer to what size they were supposed to be, where maybe a couple of them were trying to grab onto the car, but they just they seemed a little... didn't really need to use the macro either. Well, made... I kind of like the throwback, and I thought that they were bigger because they sort of, it's not really a correct term, but devolved into Devolve, yeah. in um, earlier version of themselves, like dinosaurs, yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I thought they were big. And I guess that made sense. That That didn't bother me too much. I just thought... The seats, maybe the CG wasn't quite as good. It was, it was, I like stuff like that, but in this case, it wasn't something that was totally ridiculous. It didn't rewrite anything like, you know, Timeless Children or anything like that. It was just something that uh, was like, yeah, I know, I, I have to bring let's that up. Let's not go there. Okay. Uh, um, I wish I was. I, I like hearing about. I would have gone at Chibnall says, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> 
Well, speaking of Gallifrey, I liked when the doctor was talking about Gallifrey and describing it, like the silver leaves and everything. Uh, I felt that it did kind of contradict what we did see about Gallifrey later when 12 was there because it seemed very dry and desolate, but maybe there is a section with silver leaves. Oh, but yeah. we saw it with 10 during the, the end of time. We saw Gallifrey with the dome and didn't we? Yeah, there was the dome, but he, but I was, guess the doctor was, spent like his youth outside the dome was my impression. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So maybe it's only nice in the, in the dome. But I thought it was interesting to hear about the doctor's rec recollections of Gallifrey and describing and finally telling Martha about the time war and everything. Well, did we see more of Gallifrey during um, the episode with, uh, let me see if I can find it here, um, the one where we see him as a kid? Um, did we yeah, see you're right. That? That's, this, that's this season coming. No, that's the end of time. Or is then, it this? No, I'm talking about um, the... I think it's a. I thought it was a Capaldi episode when he was no, a little when, boy, and Mar and um, Clara Hyde. came to him. Was it Hyde? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's not that. Never mind. Oh yeah. That's, oh um, that yeah. is Hyde. He's sleeping out in the barn. Yeah. Okay. Well, any, anyways, um, there might have been more of of Gallifrey outside the dome there, but I don't remember specifically. Um. <clears throat> one Another, of the one. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say one of the best pieces of music in this series of Doctor Who is the music for the face of Bo. And there was, you can hear a little bit of it when we see face of Bo, but it was more in the New Earth um, episode. And uh, it was good to hear that. And, you know, it's one of those things where I remember music from this era because just say what you say about Mary Gold's music. It can get very loud sometimes and mm -hmm. overwhelming his music is very memorable. Um, the whole, you know, the, the music that you hear when, you know, the, the, the doctor opens up the watch or the master opens, all that music is very memorable. There's nothing memorable about any of the music, in my opinion, from Moffat on. It just is like generic kind of, it's okay, but it's not as good as, as Mary Gold's music. It's, it's, you hear us, um, some piece of music and you know that it was used in a couple of episodes or something like that. And this is an example of that. So I really, really like that. <clears throat> Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to bring out their point of religion. The doctor is savior. Doctor is Jesus kind of, because Martha said, you've got your faith, your songs and your hymns. I've got the doctor. This made me think of the, the Titanic episode where the angels were, were rising him, lifting him up in the air and everything. I don't really like the doctor as seeming like a religious savior. Me neither. Not so that all. part bothered me a little bit. Yeah. So I'm not, again, maybe I'm getting into bashing again. I thought Martha, no, not you. I thought Martha <laughs> was okay in this episode, but I really have not been a big fan of Martha. And I know a lot of people love her, but after Rose, Martha after the first episode of, of um, <clears throat> um, Smith and Jones, and even sh well, Smith and Jones, Martha seemed to me a better character, but then she turned into this, oh, I want to be like Rose. I want the doctor to love me. What's, what's up with the doctor and you? I don't know yet. <clears throat> she turned into like a, like almost like, I just want to love, I want the doctor to love me. I want to be with the doctor. And it, she felt, not in every episode, but it felt like to me that she was turning into this <clears throat> little girl that just wanted 
to hook up with a doctor and, and be, and she was always competing with Rose. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt she was just, so, she was, her character should have been much more than that. She was a doctor. She was accomplished. She had all these other things going for her. And suddenly she's this lovesick little girl. Didn't she just, and I felt it really diminished the character. Didn't she also say in this episode, rebound much or something like that, as a dig to the doctor about whatever, the whole Rose and. And that's why I think Russell T. Davis's immaturity when it comes to relationships sometimes shows through because I felt that the Martha character, and and at times she was really good in uh, uh, human nature and family of blood Mm -hmm. because she didn't let it bother her that the doctor was falling in love with someone else or whatever. But, you know, the Rose is very immature and, and now we have a new character and she became immature very quickly in, in some mm-hmm. episodes. And I, I didn't like that. Now, I do like Martha putting her foot down and said, tell me more about your, your you know, Gallifrey. And that, and that whole thing where he tells her about he's the last of the Time Lords and stuff like that was good that it was, we don't have to, you know, we could, we couldn't, we didn't have to see that. We would assume, but it was good that we saw it on camera that that helps with their, their relationship a little bit. Mm-hmm that he's bringing her in on this. But I felt like it was more like you, you and Rose are the best. And now I, you know, I want to be brought up to speed so I can be good too. And I felt that showed through too many times during Martha's run. And that's why I've never been a fan of her. I I, I prefer Rose than Martha. And I think Russell T. Davis is thinking, oh, everyone's going to love Rose. So I got to, you know, and, and in a way, he should have just kept Martha as her own character. And I know she he should have killed Rose off. That would have solved everything. Not for the diehard romantics, but no. I like Martha, but I like her in spite of the fact that that she that that whole being loved the doctor thing felt kind of grafted on. Yeah. So I like her all the other qualities have aside from that because she does accomplish much. She does stand up to him a little bit. Yeah. Well, toward the end, especially she says. I'll never be Rose, and you know, like she's like, I'll never be her or whatever. And mm-hmm. I just was like, oh, you know, I wish, I wish they wouldn't even go there. Yeah, you know, and, and they did. And of course, you know, later on, she becomes like this, you know, freedom fighter or whatever. But um, oh, she worked for Unit or something like that. Yeah, but it hooks up with Mickey somehow. So yeah, stupid. <laughs> um. So I, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of her, and I don't think she she was okay in this. But she was kind of like, I don't know, the doctor will save us and stuff like that. It's like, uh, whatever. Um, we get the big message that you are not alone. I'm Captain um, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see Captain Jack's name in the credits here. Um, but opening up the ceiling to the, uh, it's funny because when you see the vehicles, they're all trying to get down lower, but there's a whole bunch of space above them that they could have been, if I was driving one of these cars, I would have gone above everyone and flown (laughs) further down, but I guess they just go around in a big circle. Mm -hmm. Um, but the doctor opens up the, the, um, I don't know why someone else couldn't have opened up the roof. There was enough power. Okay, but so he saves the day, opens up the roof, and everyone flies up, and 
everyone lives happily ever after. It's it's um, not everybody. The face of boat dies. <clears throat> everyone lives happily ever after. <laughs> well, not everyone. Um, you're right. Face of bow is gone forever and never to be mentioned again. <sighs> but I, I, I really enjoyed this episode. I, I, you know, it's it's not bad. It's better than the one that comes next. Yeah. Well, see, and again, for me to admit to the fact that Russell T. Davis had a good episode is tough. And at the time, I was like, oh, God. But, um, you know, he, that's two episodes he did in a row that I thought were halfway decent. And, and this Smith and Jones, I thought was was just okay. It was, mm. but I liked Ridlock a lot. I think it, rem- it, it. I don't know where he got the idea from because I feel like he must have stole this from someone, and I can't give him credit. But <laughs> I, I, I thought he did really good. It's not his best, but I think it's. Um, you know, it's not. It's not like. Some you know later this season is I don't know if this season is this is the third season I don't and I think second season is underrated, but the third season kicks butt. You know, especially even considering with, who writes the episode forty two. Oh no! But no, we we have a bunch in a really good episode. We have in, in a row we have human nature, family blood, blink, and utopia. Those are those are some really good episodes. Mm-hmm. I hate forty two is not bad either. Forty two is okay. The yeah. one where they're yeah, and so you, you you could you could put forty two human nature, family of blood, blink, and utopia as like that's a bunch of good ones in a row. And then the ones before you know, I thought, well, in my opinion, gridlock, and you know, I don't know what you guys thought of Shakespeare. Shakespeare's I like Shakespeare one. Code, yeah. yeah. And so this was a pretty good season. You had the Daleks in Manhattan, and the evolution of Daleks may, may have been a little bit of a drop. Uh, yeah. And then, I did want to say that I did want to say that the Doctor actually had to tell Martha at this point about the t- time war and everything because the next episode was the Daleks, and she would have had to know about that coming forward to kind of appreciate the whole Daleks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The Lazarus experiments in this one. Yeah, that's one of those mediocre ones. But uh, and yeah. course, I'm not going to talk about the ending of this season. But anyways, um, we already did. Thank God, we already reviewed that. That was oh, like, did we do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when you had your meltdown. Oh jeez. Which one? Remind me. Um. It's, it's funny because I'm looking through these episodes. I know these titles and I know these stories, and I like I like a, a good number of them. And then if I scroll down too far, it gets bad. But anyways. Okay, so um, so Jeff didn't like this one as much, and uh, I think Annie and I like. I like this one better than the first one that we reviewed. Yeah, I like the first one that we reviewed better. I think this one is okay. I appreciate the concept and everything, but there are just some things that bug me about it. So yeah, like the kid- kittens. <laughs> the kittens, yeah. Well, they, they said, oh, now that the doctor's here, we can get into the fast lane. It's like, well, yeah, but you have like three or four kittens back there. That should have counted as a passenger you could have you know you could have gone down the fast lane after you had your babies but maybe there's an age limit well maybe wait a minute she uh, gave birth in that car without a doctor or any of the well, is the future um, they have those drug stuff so yeah cats don't usually need doctors you know even though she but she's just, not a cat no but they, she gave birth to cats right 
Mm. Obviously, there's, there were kittens in there. Hmm. And we next episode has pig pig people, so let's not get too dwelled. Up. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> so, a- anything else about uh, this one? I um... no, I think it's about it. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs>